Welcome to the In Parenthesis podcast, created by me, Amy Ward, for In Parenthesis, a group that studies the lives and work of four amazing female philosophers. In this episode, we're going to talk about the work of Philippa Foote. In the last episode, I talked about the original purpose of the trolley problem in Philippa Foote's paper, The Problem of Abortion and the Doctrine of Double Effect. The trolley problem is offered as a comparison case to another hypothetical situation of a judge that must choose between condemning an innocent man or allowing rioters to kill many others. In the trolley problem, many would say that it is better to change directions of the trolley to kill one rather than leave it to kill the five, whereas it seems wrong for the judge to condemn an innocent person, even if it means that more people will die. Foote compares these cases to examine whether the difference in our answers can be accounted for by the doctrine of double effect. The doctrine of double effect involves making a distinction between intended consequences and the expected but not desired consequences of an action. In Foote's words... By the doctrine of double effect, I mean the thesis that it is sometimes permissible to bring about by oblique intention what one may not directly intend. She brings up the doctrine of double effect because she wants to ask whether intention makes a moral difference, as the doctrine of double effect claims, and whether there might be other, stronger principles at play. Cases like the judge and trolley are often used to show that intention is important in moral decision-making. However, Foote thinks that we are wrong to compare these cases because intention is not the only factor that distinguishes them. She thinks that we can attribute the difference between these cases to other moral principles. About these cases, she says this. This is in no way to defend the doctrine of double effect, for the question is whether the difference between aiming at something and obliquely intending it is in itself relevant to moral decisions, not whether it is important when correlated with a difference of certainty in the balance of good and evil. In other words, the judge must be certain of the death of the innocent person to achieve his end, whereas the trolley driver does not know for sure that the worker on the track will be killed. The difference in these cases has more to do with weighing good and evil, and not with the intention. They don't make it clear that the intention has a moral weight because other principles involved are more important. Foote claims that instead of intention, the duty to do no harm and the duty to provide aid can account for our answers to these problems. She puts it this way. The steering driver faces a conflict of negative duties, since it is his duty to avoid injuring five men and also his duty to avoid injuring one. In the circumstances, he is not able to avoid both, and it seems clear that he should do the least injury he can. The judge, however, is weighing the duty of not inflicting injury against the duty of bringing aid. He wants to rescue the innocent people threatened with death, but can only do so by inflicting injury himself. Since one does not in general have the same duty to help people as to refrain from injuring them, it is not possible to argue to a conclusion about what he should do from the steering driver case. Since the trolley driver and the judge are using different principles, the cases cannot be compared for the doctrine of double effect and intention. Foote thinks that intention and the doctrine of double effect are important. However, the duties of avoiding injury and providing aid play a stronger role in these cases, morally speaking. With this paper, Foote is trying to find an ethics that is not like utilitarianism, where all that matters is weighing and comparing the amount of good and evil that results from an act. But she wants to do this without automatically turning to the doctrine of double effect. Foote doesn't agree with the conclusions that are justified by the doctrine of double effect in particular cases of abortion, and she wants to find another way of dealing with these problems. 
She says, I have not been arguing for any general conclusions such as that we may never, whatever the balance of good and evil, bring injury to one for the sake of aid to others, even when this injury amounts to death. I have only tried to show that even if we reject the doctrine of double effect, we are not forced to the conclusion that the size of the evil must always be our guide. Foote wants her readers to see that we don't have to settle for either the doctrine of double effect or for utilitarianism as the guide to our actions. From these clear and imagined cases that she uses, Foote thinks that it's evident that neither the doctrine of double effect nor utilitarianism tells the whole story. Moral decision-making is more complex than mindlessly following isolated principles or calculations. We can aim to understand the kinds of principles that we tend to follow in more clear cases to relate back to more difficult cases, as Foote does. But, as we've seen, the stories behind these imagined cases can be told in more than one way, and it's easy to be pulled away from why we started looking into these cases in the first place. And that is why I would like to return our attention to the reason why Foote is concerned about double effect in this paper. She talks about it because she is trying to figure out what leads people to have such different conclusions about abortion. Instead of explicitly offering her opinion on the issue, she wants to make sense of the reasoning behind the arguments that others have made. As she says, I have not been arguing for or against these points of view, but only trying to discern some of the currents that are pulling us back and forth. This kind of groundwork then allows her to see at which point her own thought diverges. Even though she doesn't have a definitive answer on abortion, her discussion encourages us to think about the moral principles that lie behind our own decision-making and to take more notice of what kinds of principles are pulling us to act in particular ways. The doctrine of double effect and Foote's moral principles are two ways of arguing against an ethics of purely utilitarian calculation. Can you think of other ways of making difficult choices that consider more than mere calculation of numbers and consequences? What else goes into thinking and solving moral questions beside utilitarian calculation and discerning intentions? Could there be an objective answer to these questions about ethics? Well, that's all for now. A special thanks to Anne-Marie McCallion for being the voice of Philippa Foote in this episode. You can find out more about In Parenthesis and Philippa Foote at womeninparenthesis.co.uk. Thanks for listening! <laughs>